It's Tuesday the 26th of September and this is Demolition News Radio. In this episode, it's at times like these you find out who your friends are. This show is brought to you by Hydroquip, the UK's largest independent provider of on-site hose repairs. Call 0845-812-0212 for the 24-7 national call-out service. Or download the Hydroquip Job Manager app for iOS and Android devices from the App Store. It's at times like these you find out who your friends are. It's a throwaway remark that we've all heard and probably used dozens if not hundreds of times. It normally refers to the positive and supportive response of a small and select handful of people during a time of crisis or stress. I know I've said it countless times over the years. But there's another group of friends that take this a good deal further. An even more select group of friends that rally to your aid at a time when they too are suffering problems or challenges of their own. And it's to those noble individuals to which I would like to give a nod today. I've been on this planet for 52 and a bit years, and I've been extremely fortunate. Despite being a lifetime chocoholic and having enjoyed a career in journalism at a time when you were expected to drink like the proverbial fish, I enjoyed 51 years of good health. Aside from having my tonsils removed when I was 18 and suffering a one-off asthma attack when I was 21, I have avoided hospitals almost entirely, until 2016. In 2016, the wheels of my personal health didn't just fall off, they imploded, sending shrapnel coursing around my body like a badly executed demolition blast. First up, my appendix burst. Quite how such a small, insignificant and largely redundant organ can cause quite so much pain is beyond me, but trust me, it can. Of course, the fact that I chose to ignore it for six days, putting the pain down to food poisoning, probably didn't help matters. By the time I was rushed to hospital, several of my organs had started to shut down, and poisonous appendix shrapnel was coursing around my body. That was three weeks in hospital. Such was the level of infection, they were unable to operate. Instead, my body was flooded with antibiotics and I was sent home to recover. That didn't go well. Within two weeks I was readmitted as my bowel and parts of my stomach succumbed to the poisoning as well. This was a process and procedure that I would repeat several times. Even though my appendix had imploded, I even managed to contract appendicitis in the remaining stump. According to a junior consultant, this is so rare that he intended to write a medical paper on it. Just what you want to hear when you're flat on your back for the umpteenth time. But my guided tour of the UK hospitals was far from over. I'd only been on back of my feet a few weeks when I was involved in a demolition accident that sent me straight back to hospital once again. I didn't pass go, I didn't collect £200, I was just casted off in an ambulance, a brick-shaped dent in the side of my face. You can see the immediate aftermath of that accident in a YouTube video called Accidents Can Happen To Anyone, if you're that way inclined. Where were we? Oh yes, friends. Because of the nature of my illness and subsequent accident, I basically fell off the map. Demolitionnews.com ground to a halt. Demolition Magazine went on an enforced hiatus. Everything stopped. 
The first time I realised just who some of my friends were was when I finally turned on my iPhone and was hit with a deluge of texts, emails and social media messages checking on my whereabouts. Some wondered where their weekly email newsletter had gone to. Some suggested that I'd given up. A couple thought I'd died. But amongst those were a small handful of persistent respondents whose calls and queries escalated from Are you OK? to I'm really worried about you. Please get in touch. It was those same individuals that were quickest to respond also when I had my accident. And it was those same people that also picked up on the fact that my writing and my general demeanour had taken a turn for the worst after the death of my best friend in a motorcycle accident. Those individuals were from across the industry spectrum. Several offered to loan me money to tide me over while I recovered. Some offered me paid work that they could quite easily have done themselves, probably better, just to ensure that my cash flow remained largely positive. I even had an editor of what is in some ways a rival magazine, offering to write for Demolition magazine free of charge while I got back on my feet. With hindsight, what strikes me about all of these individuals, aside from the fact that I shall be forever in their debt, was that they all had their own challenges and concerns with which to contend. Two of the demolition company principals were themselves struggling to maintain a positive cash flow. In fact, one of them would eventually go under as a result. Others were busy juggling multiple clients, yet offered to help me out. And my friend, the magazine editor, has an unmovable monthly deadline of his own to hit. Yet each of them were willing to try to do something to help me, my business, and most of all, my family in our hour of need. And now, a word from our sponsor. CanTrack Global provides the only tracking device capable of working on demolition equipment and attachments out of the box. Its super rugged design is fully waterproof and provides both the equipment location and the ability to recover in the event of a theft. Attachment recoveries were up 220% in 2016. See CanTrackGlobal.com or Google the CanTrack asset to find out more. I say this a lot on Demolition News Radio, mainly because I tend to ramble. But what has all this got to do with demolition? Well, for one thing, most of the people that offered me help and support during my various recovery periods were demolition men, and in this instance they were actually men. But I'm making this point for an entirely different reason. Demolition is an industry with a huge ego. We like nothing more than talking about our own accomplishments. The industry gathers regularly, partly to hopefully share best practice, but also to brag about that latest contract win, boast about that latest project completion, or crow about that latest equipment and purchase. Whether by personal choice or lack of invitation, those that are not currently riding high, those that are struggling financially, tend to be notably absent from these gatherings. At precisely the time when these people and companies need the support of their de fellow demolition men and women the most, they are overlooked, ignored and exiled. Ours is a cyclical business in which each peak is followed as sure as eggs is eggs by an economic trough. While we might be making good money today, chances are we will be scratching around tomorrow. While we might currently have more work than there are hours in the day, we could find ourselves twiddling our thumbs in a few months or even weeks down the line. No one, not close friends nor family, no one understands that better than a fellow demolition man. Thanks to Brexit and the playground spat between Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un, the next economic downturn is hurtling down the road towards us all. 
When it hits, we will need the support and understanding of each other. And that is when you find out who your true friends are. Thanks for listening. If you would like to help support this show, Demolition News or The Demolition Magazine, please consider becoming a patron. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash demolition news to find out more.